We are live. We are live. All right. You are listening to the Unapologetic Podcast, starring the actual and factual Kimberly Smith and Sir Goodwin Live weekly podcast based around Black culture, current events, Featuring special guests, subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. This is going to be a doozy. <laughs> what well, we have to go through to make tonight happen. Yes. From Chicago, Illinois, is Sir Goodman, and live from Carbondale, Illinois, it's the actual <laughs> Kimberly Smith. How are you down there in the South? Ooh, blessed, black, and highly favored. How about yourself? I cannot complain. I won't it, complain. It's been a very interesting and long and exciting week since uh, <laughs> last Wednesday. And um, after Wednesday's show, we went over to the promontory on Thursday where we were able to host and talk to Benny the Butcher. Yes. And things have definitely changed. You know, you feel like you got a little celebrity status around here. We see this picture floating around everywhere on the internet over the past <laughs> seven days. So shout out to Covert Operations and Prime and all the people and Benny the Butcher and the people. It was a great time. How was the experience for you, Kim? It was great. Um, you know, again, like you said, shout out to Covert Operation. Shout out to Mitch for seeing the vision. Uh, like I said, you know, um, we know how good we are. You know, we don't brag on ourselves a lot. That's just not, you know, what we do. Um, but at the end of the day, people see what we do and they see uh, our vision. And I was very happy that, uh, you know, Mitch seen it, Cobalt Operations seen it. Uh, Benny and his team was great, amazing. They was late, no shade, no shade. But, uh, you know, we, you know, stayed up and we, uh, you know, took the, uh, whew, what, 1 a.m. bus, I would say. Yeah. And it was a great experience. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, our little podcast ain't doing too bad, huh? All right, all right, all right. So uh, we're live on Facebook Unapologetic page and on Instagram. Uh, if you aren't watching us on Instagram, you have to uh, go over to the Unapologetic Facebook page and watch tonight's episode. Or you can follow me here and look at the screen if it's not too bright for you. <laughs> we had your BFFs in the oh, building. Oh, yes! The crew was in the building. Did they enjoy themselves? Oh, everybody enjoyed themselves. Everybody reached out after and said that they had a great time. Um, always a good time with these girlfriends. And like I said before, uh, I know we joke a lot, but these are the actual women that I call my friends, my best friends, my besties, uh, two of them out of this picture. And um, shout out again to uh, the, you know, the sixth link that is missing. Kelly is uh, definitely a part of this group, but unfortunately she could not make it out on Sunday, but I feel like we represented her well, and uh, much more to come with these ladies. All right, okay. So, um, in this episode, we're going to, it's called Canceled versus Sued, because a lot of people are going to be canceled in this episode, but they're also going to be getting sued and uh, going against one another. Kanye West standing in, in the news. The Always. people have got him banned from the Grammys. And they are working on Coachella. Kim, I'm pretty sure you're excited about this. <laughs> See, you know, one, we got to change the narrative because people did not get Kanye West kicked out of the Grammys. Kanye West got Kanye West kicked out of the Grammys. Kanye West uh, has been acting a complete fool uh, on Beyonce's internet for the last couple of months. And everybody kept saying that all of this was going to lead to him missing an opportunity or lead to him uh, getting kicked out of an opportunity. And it finally happened. Um, he, of course, made a animated video of him uh, burying and killing and burying uh, Pete Davidson. He then went on a rant about how Kim was not letting him take the children to Sunday service. 
Um, basically, also on top of that, he threatened DL Hughley's life and told him that he was rich enough to touch him. And oh. then, um, yeah, I think he then the next day, because Trevor Noah uh, on his own show, which he has, <clears throat> um, was explaining how this type of this type of behavior is the reason that his mother was actually shot in the head by their father. So Kanye West doesn't take Trevor Noah's story at face value, where he simply says that he thinks it's time for somebody to can count uh cancel cancel like talk to him, not cancel him. Um, he jumps on the internet and calls Trevor Noah a coon. <laughs> so the coon, how dare you? Don't forget you were on your knees hugging Donald Trump, calling him daddy, but Trevor Noah's the coon. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so after that, the Grammys, you know, which people have to understand the Grammys are live. You know what I mean? So they have basically said that they're, they were scared of, you know, what he could say during the live broadcast. Um, it wasn't going to be an opportunity for them to stop as he was actually uh, talking or performing. So they just decided that it would not be a good idea for him to perform. I think what people are missing also about this is that nobody would have ever known this if the game didn't get on the internet and announce it. The Grammys literally just announced yesterday who was supposed to perform. So they could have did this in silence. But of course, now everybody wants you to feel sad for Kanye. And, you know, the black man is, uh, you know, the black man is being this and the black man is being that. No, the black man did it to himself. And it is already over 37,000 uh, signatures on this petition to get him off Coachella. Uh, right. Just FYI. And then, of course, Jay Prince had to come out the back and says that he feels like Drake, Kanye, and Nicki should boycott the Grammys and throw a special concert together the same night of the Grammys. Let me tell you why that's not going to work. Because Beyonce knows is performing at the Grammys. So let me tell you what you black people going to be doing when the Grammys is on. Watching it. Is uh, that's confirmed? She's performing? She's confirmed. She's performing. Oh, wow. Yep. That's going to be interesting to hear her new alto voice. Oh, uh, somebody... yeah, look, that was him, not me. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Uh, so someone who uh, Kanye regrets signing <laughs> Pusha T, who's uh -uh, Big Shine. It, wait, what happened with Pusha T? It was something with Pusha T. Well, Pusha T and Drake don't get along because of Kanye, but he oh. likes Pusha T. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I, this was hilarious that he had a has a diss track with Arby's. Yes. On McDonald's, it was great. <laughs> I enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, Pusha T. And uh, his brother are actually uh, the people that did the iconic I'm Loving It uh, back in the early 2000s for McDonald's. But unfortunately, which a lot of Black artists, it happens to, they did not know their value. And so they didn't know how to obtain their value from somebody like McDonald's. So out of all these years, they've only actually received like $1 million off this thing that should have made them billions. So when Pusha T was approached by Arby's to do a diss track. He jumped on it, and it is called Spicy Fish Diss Track. And, uh, yeah, he's coming at uh, McDonald's. So, hey, I'm not mad at it. At the end of the day, like I said, they've been robbed if they've literally only gotten a million dollars from this, and we've been listening to I'm Loving It since I was a teenager. Yes, that is yes. true. I did not yes. know that uh, yeah. at all. How's yeah. Pusha T been around a long time then? Huh? Yeah, the clips? Come on now. You know, the brother and him been around for a very long time. Okay. Well, hopefully uh, Pusha T wins that lawsuit uh, that's coming. <laughs> Meg the Stallion. Uh, is she running out of money, all the lawsuits she's been involved in and all the uh, medical bills uh, for her foot? You know... Um, they won't let Meg the Stallion be, and I don't understand it because 1501 was the original, uh, of course, as everybody knows, was the original label that picked up Meg the Stallion. Um, the problem was is that they were not doing really anything with her career. I'm gonna be honest, Meg the Stallion was not great when she first came out, like her videos was trash, 
Um, I've seen a video of hers where she's not even on beat or whatever like that. But you oh. know, with her being a being a good success that she is, she was able to kind of transition into that into getting different management under Rock Nation when she had a horrible ass contract with 1501. Um, now it seems like uh Carl Crawford, uh, which y'all probably know from baseball, we know him as Evelyn Evelyn's uh second baby daddy. Um but yeah, he is, I feel like, determined to um, humiliate her. Um, basically, what he's upset about is that Megan dropped the project and it's called Something for the Hotties and she dropped it as a mixtape. But the criteria is that it has to be over 45 minutes and it has to have certain things in order for it to be considered an album. So she considers it um, an album to her contract. He doesn't. So, of course, he countersued her for this particular album that she put out a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. It got tacky because she called him a pill popper and exposed that when they sent over for expenses that he had his chains and everything on here that he was basically trying to live off her back. And then he did the ultimate thing that men do when they are losing in a fight. He called her a hoe. He said, you know, it doesn't matter because you done basically screwed your way through the industry and slept with your friend's uh, man. So to me, even if all of this was true, that they spent all of this money on Megan, he lost every he lost everybody as soon as he called her a hoe. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying he did. Shoot that. But uh, OK, well, uh, <laughs> we need to get Meg the Stallion. You need to keep uh, what, what has she been doing? I, I just feel like her music has kind of tailed off a bit. Lately. Really? Uh, yeah. She just got the uh, Trailblazer Award last night at the iHeart Awards. Like she Megan is not broke and uh, Megan is not hurting. Like I said, she I feel like has to keep defending herself on the Internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But besides that, I think she'll be fine. And I think that uh, 1501 will lose that lawsuit. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, none of the people mentioned, uh, aforementioned, aforementioned, were a part, are a part of Lollapalooza. No. Uh, well, yeah, no. So Lollapalooza, of course, is coming back July 28th uh, through the 31st in Grant Park. Uh, Y'all have at it. Um, Y'all gave Travis uh, a hell of a time for his, you know, what happened to him down there at Astro World. So if you're brave enough to go to this, please shut up. That's one. Uh, but the acts that um, we might be interested in, you know, I'm way uh, out. This crowd is not for me. But J. Cole, Doja Cat, Little Baby, and Jasmine Sullivan will be there. Um, they have not announced who's going to go on what day yet. But festival tickets will go on sale uh, soon. But if y'all want to, you know, test that crowd, y'all have at it. Yeah, no, definitely won't be um, <laughs> with the people. <laughs> no. Be that is a no. If you like. <laughs> mm -mm. Now, they say Lil Dirk has sold out the United Center. I find that hard to believe. He did. He actually sold out the United Center by himself. No, uh, I mean, he did say after this, after he sold out, that he would be bringing, you know, other Chicago artists to perform with him to give them the chance that he never got. But Little Dirt actually did sell out to capacity the United Center. So shout out to him. I mean, hey, somebody like him. You know, I'm not going to this concert, but clearly a lot of other people are. Well, um, Dirk selling out to that 23,000, that's for the Bulls. Okay, <laughs> that's not for Dirk. Okay. Right? Uh, because, you know, they cut off half or almost half of the the seats behind the stage, you know. Mm -hmm. so it's definitely not 23,000. Uh, but, you know, shout out to him. Congratulations. I hope he does bring the city out. Uh, yeah, in a, in a respectful, uh, safe way, please. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, this is Chicago. This is true. <laughs> very, very was uh, approached by a rapper. Who was the rapper and why? You know, I'm so sick of I am so sick of this. And I literally sat in the studio and said this last week. I said the first time somebody tries to do something in the name of Kanye West is going to go wrong. And look where we are. Uh, Theo Phyllis London is a rapper from New York. 
uh, that just so happened to run into D.L. Hughley while he was out with his family and friends. And um, this is the epitome of clout chasing. Of course, we had never heard of this man until this happened. But the thing is, is that what he put up is not what actually happened. So what he put up was that like he pressed D.L. Hughley and that D.L. Hughley was scared and that he was, you know, going to make him apologize and all of that. D.L. Hughley came on the radio and basically said that the guy kept walking back and forth in front of his table when him and his family was uh, eating. And then what he did was actually follow D.L. Hughley into the bathroom. And mm -hmm. so when D.L. Hughley was in the bathroom, D.L. Hughley said he looked up and noticed that he was taking pictures through the mirror. And then I guess that's where the audio comes on where he was just like, you shouldn't have said that on Vlad or something like that. And um, so D.L. Hughley, you know, as you seen, was just kind of looking at him like he was crazy because it was the way that the approach. He said that he had no idea that it had even went viral until people start calling him, asking him what happened. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, none of you need to die on the cross for Kanye West because let me tell you what he's not doing. He's not doing it for you. So this rapper was a complete idiot to do this. Um, it didn't get him anything but 15 minutes of fame. And yeah, I mean, y'all gonna like, this is what, <laughs> this is what the old head said the other day. They said that y'all got them fucked up. This is exactly what Steve Harvey said. And he said that on any day he has his money on D.L. Hughley. Oh, they said D.L. Hughley used to be a crip in the back of the day, back in the day. And they said that y'all playing with the wrong one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Go ahead, old head. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey said they was You said what? I have my money on them. I have oh, my money on the old heads. Oh, I do. Okay. I do. <laughs> I do. Not definitely not not a fist uh, uh fist fight. They too old for that. Steve Harvey okay. don't go ahead and sit down. Y'all just count y'all old money. I like old money. <laughs> Leave these young boys alone. Don't be trying to do no beefing and all that. That's just like me trying to go fight these young boys out here and say I can do this. No, 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 no. The time, my time is gone. Well, we do have to remember that D.L. Hughley was at home minding his own business when uh, this happened to him. He was at home eating Sunday dinner, some neck bones, probably some greens. You know what I mean? And then he gets on Twitter and his address is on there. What is he supposed to do? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh -huh. This this is a this hopefully this blows over because this can get nasty and ugly and old and somebody <laughs> may hurt a toe. Uh, <laughs> not a toe. Yeah. Damn. Not gonna cancel DL Hughley uh at all. But Maury has been canceled after three decades. Were you a fan of Maury? Uh, never. It was always a no for me. I mean, hey, sure. You know what I mean? If that's how you get down on your, uh, you know, afternoons. Me, I was a young and a restless girl. So uh, <laughs> Maury was not something that my grandmother did. So when I watched uh, any time uh, daytime TV, it was the stories. But I yes. I used to watch Maury uh, uh -huh. as a young man. Then when I got older, I'm like, why are they exploiting these blacks like this? But I guess when all the blacks ran out, it was some whites and some Hispanics and everybody up there. And Maury has made a fool of everybody. So yeah. we definitely can't call him racist because Maury yeah. does not carry your cover. He's and gonna then I was thinking that it was uh, reruns that were coming up, but they were, they were actually before yeah. new episodes. New episodes. Yes, um, real for three decades, and Maury is married to Connie Chung, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, um, don't set out somewhere. Y'all got plenty of money. No, yeah, Maury actually said that he wanted to quit about six years ago, but um, they came to him and said, you know, could he sign one more deal for the staff and stuff like that? And so he decided to go ahead and do one last deal uh, to basically make sure his people and stuff were going to be okay, and so. That actually comes to an end this September, and that's when he will be done. 
All right. Good yeah. riddance to you, Maury. Thank you for humiliating a lot of people, especially black yes. people. I used to love when they run off the stage, though. That's one of my favorites. The cameraman chasing them, honestly, is the best thing about Maury. Yeah. And they used to go, first, you just go right behind the curtain or whatever. Now <laughs> they go all the way, all the way to the parking lot. If you're watching us on uh, Instagram, please go over to the Unapologetic Facebook page. You'll be able to see uh, the actual factual Kim Smith live from Carbondale, Illinois. Um, so, Anjane Ellis, who has been around a long time. Did I say her name right? Anjane. Anjane. I was close. Mm -hmm. um, she's been around a long time. and I just love her as Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. Yeah, she was great. She yeah, was great. From mm -hmm. the throwing that shoe. Um, <laughs> but she did something by writing a letter mm -hmm. that was, I was like, well, why can't she just go knock on the door like, hello, Will? Uh -huh. Hello, Will? No. <laughs> why? I don't understand why she had to write a letter. So but she, but she, she so what happened was, she was actually on the Breakfast Club doing an interview. Great interview. Um, she she was she was amazing. So basically, what happened was is that she was explaining about how she had to go through so many things to get this role. That this role was not basically written for her. That they had all these other people in mind, and that she really had to fight for the role. What's the um, role? What role did she play? Uh, she was the uh, she was the wife in King Richard. So she's uh, Venus oh. and Serena's mom in, oh, in King okay. Richard. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I, that's still on my list. But uh, basically, what happened was is that they actually got cast and was about to st had started filming at the top of COVID. So what would have took them? She said from like basically January to May, um, ended up taking almost two years to film because of COVID. So um, at the time, she wasn't actually at the studio. She wasn't at uh, where they were actually filming. And so when they all had to go home, of course, like nobody's getting paid or anything like that. So she did. She wrote a letter to Will Smith or whatever, saying that she felt like that she was worth more than what they had offered her for the role. And he agreed. And not only did he overpay her, he actually then turned around and paid all of the staff more too, just yes. because of her letter. So, you know, she didn't go knock on the door because there was not a door to knock on. Okay. <laughs> okay well, thank you for uh, getting me together with that because I was showing them wondering like, what the hell is going on here? Why she got to be a pen pal? No, oh, not a pen pal. Oh, okay. Shout out to Angenou though. She has been everywhere since the Clark sisters, haven't she? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and before that, she was on Ray, but I really liked her in uh, Quantico. Did you ever oh, watch see, Quantico? I never watched that. Okay. Yeah, very okay. good show. Very good show. <sighs> Sierra. <laughs> now, what's wrong with Sierra? Singing. She yeah. sings. She's a singer. Oh, that's what she is? Uh, last time I checked? I am not looking forward Sierra. <laughs> No. Uh, this, that is so wrong. Yeah. Well, she's uh, playing the uh, adult, adult version of Nettie. Mm -mm. No? Not even a little bit? Mm -mm. So mm -mm. so she's not a sanga to you? Mm -mm. No, not even a... Okay. So mm -mm. who would you rather have them cast in this role? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. But I just... When it comes to singing... And Sierra can sing, so yeah. let me not say that because I've seen her live in <laughs> Northern okay. years ago. Um, she's not a singer, so when you put, you know, Fantasia and her, and it's somebody else in there too. Um, you don't think Sierra? Oh, but, okay. Um, I'm glad that she's getting back into some acting and singing and not just being a trophy wife. Um, so going back, you know, you know, working on her career, I, I'm good with that, but I'm just not for it in this role and in this production. Oh, wow, we don't, we don't need you, Sierra. No, okay, well, uh, she has been cast, like I said, to play uh, the adult version of Nettie, as we all know. Uh, Hallie Bailey is playing young Nettie, so 
honestly not trying to be funny unless they're going to write it a lot different. I don't really think you're going to see Sierra into the end, right? Uh, young, old Nettie? Yeah. Yeah, old Nettie basically shows up at the end, but young, oh, yeah. Nettie, yeah, okay. young Nettie is who you see through the whole movie. Okay, well, that might work. Yeah. And yeah. there's no singing. She'll have to do no singing to be just some acting. Maybe just something real light because she's older. She was in her 50s or 60s by the time she came back to yeah. America. Yeah, she was with the kids. So I, I can see unless they, you know, write it in a different format, like her, you know, doing the end part um, at, you know, when, when she brings the kids home yeah. to, to visit. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Sierra. Since I ain't got you for a minute, that's fine. We, we're okay with that. <laughs> Speaking of singers. Oh, now you got to break this one down. I was going to let you handle this one all by yourself. Speaking of singers, the legendary gospel singer LaShawn Pace has passed away at the young age of 60. I used to think that 60 was so old till I realized that it's only 20 years away from me. <laughs> Uh, but uh, she has uh, passed away, and not too long ago, her sister Darenice Pace had just passed away, and that oh, was wow. thing too. Um, so uh, we lose in our legends, but Lashine Pace, uh, there's a leak in this old building, y'all. Come on, so Kim, you got to finish it off. Come on, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I do not know Lashine Pace now. Uh, that's why I said I, I know, I know. That's why I said I was gonna let you handle this one off by yourself. I don't, I don't really do the, I don't know the Pace sisters like that. Okay, so but you have heard that song leaking, leaking this old building. I don't think so. Oh. I'm gonna Google it. Um, oh. Unfortunately, she did pass of a kidney failure. She was, okay. uh, she was waiting um, on a kidney. Unfortunately. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, prayers to the Pace family. Have you heard? I know I've been changed. Oh, come on now. That's, that's I know I've been changed. That's, yeah, that's an octave down. Okay. Now, yes, of course. Now, we've definitely heard that. Okay. So, all right. For a rest in peace to the family. Chicago legend, Billy oh. D, has passed away 80 years old. Uh, our friend, Deshaun, was an intern for her years ago. And he oh, loved wow. Mary D. Uh, she would have been around a long time. Very classy woman. Mm. Uh, so shout out. Did you know uh, Mary D? Uh, no, I mean, wow to Mary D's story, though. You know, uh, she actually started at uh, WGN in the 70s. Like, wow, yeah. 1972. And then yeah. she transitioned to be the community, uh, the director of community relations in 1983. But yeah. the most fascinating thing about Mary D that I found is that Mary D was kidnapped and shot uh, back in July 17th of 1971. She was actually wrapping up at WGN. Her and her guests for the night decided to go for dinner. And as they were on their way, as they made it back to WGN studios, they were in the parking lot talking and a man approached them and kidnapped them, made her drive out to the wilderness and shot her and the guests at point blank range in the head. And she survived. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two shots to the back of her head. And she after the she after he left them there for dead, she climbed to the she crawled to the interstate. And um, the doctors and everybody said that there was no way that she was going to make it. But, you know, they say God always has different plans. Hello. And uh, at the end of the day, whatever he had put her here for, she had not done yet. So she actually survived. Unfortunately, the guest that was with her did die. Oh, wow. That is yep. a heroic story. Amazing. Yes. And the power of God right there. Our Mary D. Hopefully uh, you have a good spot in heaven. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Never, never knew that. Mm -hmm. Um in other sad news, uh, a, a local activist, uh, Elise Malari, Malari mm -hmm. uh, was pulled from Lake Michigan. What the hell was this foul play? 
Well, at the end of the day, right now, they don't know. She was actually a uh, trans activist or whatever, was really big in the LGBTQ plus community um, for years and um, had actually been missing since March 9th, had texted her sister that she was on her way home and then her sister did not hear from her. Um, and two days later, uh, they did. They came out in droves and forces or whatever, um, search parties to try to look for her and find her. And unfortunately, they pulled her body from the river on Thursday. So there's not a lot of details yet. They are still investigating. They have not said that there that is that there's any foul play, but uh, they did say that they were still investigating. So rest in peace to her and, uh, you know, sending condolences to the family. Absolutely. And also down Lakeshore Drive, a man or woman, who was it? A it man was a man, 35-year-old man. 35? 35. Was he black? Now that they would, they have not released anything in regards to him. Um, committed suicide jumping from the water tower. The seventh floor. Um, I was very shocked by this. Um, I seen this actually when we were out on Saturday. It popped up on my phone. And I was so thrown because one, I didn't realize that you could open the damn windows. That was one. And then two, um, <clears throat> it was just the way that it happened. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, there's not a, a lot of information. They said that he um, went to the seventh floor, opened the window and jumped uh, and uh, was pronounced dead at Northwestern later on that day. Wow. Condolences to these people. They taking themselves on out of here. I know. You know, they, they say you really do have to uh, check on your uh, strong friends. Like you have to check on people like the pandemic um, two years. You know, some people kind of wrote this out by themselves. You know, you have to understand if you weren't married in a relationship, have kids, something like that, didn't live with somebody. You really were in the house by yourself for two years. Um, so they said that a lot of this is just people not really knowing how to kind of walk their way back into normalcy. Um, and then normalcy, as you see, keeps getting snatched away from us. Every time, you know, you think you're about to go outside and that life is going to start again. Dr. Fauci shows up on CNN telling you that you got to go back in the house for six weeks. So, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, um, you know, if it's a coworker, a friend, whatever, like check on people. It is totally fine to text first. It is totally fine to call first. Shit, it's totally fine to hit the love button on the uh, on their Facebook post. Just check in on people, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Madeline Albright uh, died today, uh, former Secretary of State. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace to all the people uh, who lost a loved one and like Kim said, check on your people. Wow. Madeline Albright. I think I met Madeline Albright, too. Um, mm. I think she came to Lincoln Park. I don't know if I met her. I know Chris did. Chris and Romisa. And they told us some very nasty things about uh, Lincoln Park. But oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> well, this man who was working in his cubicle all, before I saw the uh, suicide at Water Tower. I don't know why I just felt like this was at the Water Tower. Oh, no. This was in Seattle. This <laughs> is at the Water Tower. Yeah. No, 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 no. So Simon Jackson uh, lives in Seattle and his lease was coming up and they had raised his rent to something that he could not afford. So what he decided was, was that um, nobody was in their office because COVID and that they weren't opening back up their office. So he decided that he was going to move into his cubicle. Uh, let me tell you what the problem was. Simon decided to post this on TikTok. When he posted it on TikTok, it went viral and then his boss seen it. And so after his boss seen it, not only did security come and move him out, he was then also fired from his job. Let me tell you the moral of this story. Stop putting shit online. That's all. Well, I wonder how much TikTok paid him for 12 million views. Maybe um that's the whole thing. You like once you hit and go viral, you still have to set up <clears throat> to be sponsored and stuff like that. He never knew that it was gonna hit and go viral for 12 million. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's now currently living in a Seattle Airbnb. So maybe you know, people felt bad for the story, maybe people sent him money and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is is that Technically, he never knows how long this could have went if he never would have posted it. 
That's all I'm saying. He clearly made it past security with all his shit. You know what I mean? Like, we definitely know buildings downtown Chicago. You're not getting past the front desk with all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, black people, my people. Oh, he was very comfortable uh, in his attire. And, in his onesie. Uh, yeah, what a leg there, too. Yikes. Um, that's... Uh, yeah, you too damn big to be sleeping on the damn <laughs> in a sleeping bag. <laughs> but I mean, now don't get me wrong. I do understand. Like everybody has been talking about how ridiculous rent prices have gotten. You know what they I mean? So I do understand it. You know what I mean? Seattle, like Chicago is ridiculous. So I can't even imagine what Seattle is. You know what I mean? So I understood his thought process. But my thing is, is you don't have to post everything. And I mean, to go move into your office of where you work, that's just not smart. Just I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go find you somebody um, to stay with. Go get you a nice warmer. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> a nice career-driven woman. Oh, wow. Well, you know, he might be too intimidated to say hi. You know what I mean? That that might be the problem. He might be a little too intimidated, you know. <laughs> Women with money are such horrible beings, you know what I mean? Nobody They're, said that last time. Oh, whatever. Whatever. But maybe they can now hire Kirk Franklin's son. Mm -mm. And maybe Kirk Franklin's son, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, find somewhere to live. Um, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure Kirk Franklin's not gonna have any business. <laughs> Because he wants to tear him apart on social media, and now he has joined uh, the bad, the bad boys of Los Angeles, which I always thought it should have been the bad girls of Los Angeles. But he joined the bad boys of Los Angeles, and he had some things to say about Kirk Franklin. You know, um, everybody got so mad at Kirk Franklin a couple months ago when he, this son, recorded him cussing him out or whatever. But this is my thing. At the end of the day, as a as a as a child, it's in the Bible that I basically condemn myself to hell when I disrespect my parents. And then on top of that, you the lifestyle that you choose, your parents don't have to accept. So also you can't decide that you want to act the fool and still need something from your parents. The reason that Kurt Franklin was cussing him out that day is because he was looking for money. And Kurt Franklin was basically telling him, like, I'm up to here with funding some shit that I don't want to. So and now he wasn't asking for like $20, you know. <laughs> Right, and that's another thing. It's like this, like look, one to me, this this show, him being on this show is literally just a slight to Kurt Franklin. Like I seen the forced tears that you know it's so hard to talk about, and this, that, and the third. You know, they said rich kids are driving crazy. But mm -hmm. all I'm saying is that at the end of the day, if you want to get on TV and dog your daddy out, just remember that vi this video is gonna be captured forever. So in 10 years, in five years, when this all this shit, uh, all this fad and stuff goes away and you ain't got a penny, remember who door you're going to have to knock on. Yeah, and uh, the door is closed. <laughs> the door is closed. Come on, Nene Leaks. Yeah, well, you know, carry on, Franklin. You know, your, your father's rich. Huh? Yes, yes. And if you want to follow, you just got to follow Luke. Follow some rules and just play the game. I mean, you don't have to go through all this now. I mean, you're making a little money with Zeus, and on this show, you are um, definitely not representing the family well. But if this is what you decide to do, that's fine. Right. Make the money, multiply the money, and be well, and you know, live in your happy place. You yeah. know, but you don't just have to remember. Like we said before, after all of this is gone, after you done spent up that check, don't go knocking on their door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to some good kids. Uh, it seems like Sasha 
and Malaya. Malia. Malia. Am I that right? Malia. Mm -hmm. I said Malia. I don't know which one is which. No. I just know one is thicker than the other. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, impressive here. Uh, which which one is which? So uh, Sasha is the darker one. Malia is the lighter one. The older one. I don't know. I don't know. They're both the same complexion. They're which not. One? But uh, the skinnier one is Malia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Sasha and Malia for literally just being out living their lives. Um, they have been out of office for how long now? Still no scandals. Um, we haven't seen them on the FBI list. We haven't seen them on TMZ. We haven't seen them on the Shea Room unless they are out literally just hiking as sisters. Um, yes. So please, people, do not tell us that, you know, the it, you don't understand the life of a politician's kids and it gets hard because we have literally been watching them since before they were in high school. Shit, before they was in what, sixth grade? Yeah. So we don't want to hear it. We really yeah. don't. Yeah. Beautiful uh, girls. Yes. And um glad they're staying out of trouble. I think one, I think we did report something to one what was what drunk at a party or something. Well, like no. That. So Malia was at coach, uh, she was at Lala with her boyfriend, um, and she was drinking, but she's 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. And which one is which now? The um one with the braids is Malia. <laughs> What? She them braids, I think. Yeah. Like micros. You're doing exactly the opposite of what I want you to do. You shout out to the actual factual kill Smith. What I are you talking about? Both but you shout said white and dark. Now you said braids and <laughs> you know the thinner one, you know. Uh, I don't I don't see that. I see yeah. two beautiful black girls um out here getting a life on the hiking trail. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Sasha. Shoot, shout um, out to Obama and Michelle for raising yeah. these brilliant black, uh, beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And stay keeping them out of trouble. Uh Kylie Jenner, we're gonna say this is gonna be real quick. I just found that it was I when, when she said uh just wanted to share because I keep seeing wolf everywhere. <laughs> if if you're naming your child wolf because mm. of mm. Kylie Jenner. Mm. And now she's changed the name to God knows what. You Lord. are an idiot. Yes, very okay? much so. And you probably can't afford the $250, $300 it costs to change your name. Please stop following these Kardashians. I mean, oh, look, yeah. I just, you know, I was listening to a podcast today and it was something that they said that really stuck out. It says that it, he was, he said that he was watching a rap video from the 90s. And he said that he couldn't believe how every single female in the video looked different. Different complexions, tones, bodies different. Like, everybody yeah. looked different. And he was like, then he watched one for now. And he said everybody in the video looked like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. 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 Disgusting. Nuts. Disgusting. That's why, you know, back in the day, I had a certain type. Now, just, just, just keep it real. You know, just be real. Just I don't even know if people know what that means anymore. Just keep it real. Body, all that. Just be real. Um, <laughs> well, Ukraine. That's where we're going next. And Kylie Jenner, is she's the billionaire? She a yeah. billionaire? Bill she, a she has the lip kit. So they said that she was a billionaire. Then Forbes came back and it was a whole fight. She's rich. Okay? Yeah. She's rich. They let them give some money to Ukraine. I don't <laughs> think that we, you know, us use the taxpayer money and, you know, $14 billion to aid mm -hmm. Ukraine. Now, I've been off. I'm for Ukraine. Yes. I've, I've said this the entire time, but I mean, you got to take care of home. I, I mean, mean $14 billion over there, you give each American a million dollars and we good. We good. And the economy is booming. Thriving. Literally thriving. So yes. I don't understand. And uh, Tupac said the best they got money for wars but can't feed the poor. Poor. Hello. <laughs> I need gas. I need groceries. I mean, seriously. Um, yes. So the House passed a $1.5 trillion uh, legislation fund um, that the government that will uh, basically fund the government through September and 
get $14 billion in humanitarian aid to Ukraine. The interesting thing about this same bill, if you read it, they actually forced the Democrats to cut $15.6 billion in COVID relief that would actually help us. Wow. Crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. This 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 uh country is just falling by the wayside. Yes. And um, you know, the Russians and the Chinese, they are definitely up to something. And uh you just gotta stay prayed up because Amen. you just don't know when, when it's coming. The last one. Yes. Oh, the Lord is coming on in. Yes. Um, you know, bombs, you know, uh airstrikes and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. You know, it probably won't happen in our lifetime here, but I mean, it, it's coming. This is yeah. this is really nasty, nasty, nasty with these people. Um, I tell you one thing: people be thinking it's a joke or whatever, but uh, go watch the Hunger Games. Okay, mm. gives you a look into what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, stimulate Ukraine, help them out, good. It, give us this gas stimulus that uh, they're talking about. Uh, is this fake news here? No. Actually, it's a bill that's being pushed. Actually, by uh, um, one of the lawmakers is um, in Illinois. Um, okay. What they want to do is that the bill will authorize $100 a, $100 a month of energy rebates for um, gas. So anytime the gas is over four bucks, you will get a hundred dollar rebate. So if you may under a certain amount uh, for one household, you would get a hundred dollars. If you were a household of four, you would get three hundred dollars. So basically almost just like the stimulus, but of course, a lot less because in their mind it's just for gas. But this is nowhere near uh, being passed or approved. Um, I think it's a great idea, but I truly think that gas prices will drop before this even hits the floor. Wow. <laughs> oh, and we gotta uh, let people know Willie is giving more gas out tomorrow. Um, oh, they said that it's uh, almost a hundred gas stations. You can find the uh, all the listings on um, his website, and he's doing the same thing. So fifty dollars of gas, and this time he put up a million dollars. So get there early because my God, I watched it on the news. I don't know if you. You know, seen the last one. Oh wow! It no, was. I seen it. I was not a part of it. I, no, no, no. I was not a part of it. I was in the bed. But um, watching it on the news, like, oh my god! Like they, but he did say this time is going to be a lot more structure. The police is going to be involved. They have volunteers, so hopefully it goes a lot smoother. But um, yeah, they expanded um, the number of gas stations also, so hopefully that helps too. But hey. If you need it, get up early, be in that line before seven, and get your fifty dollars worth of gas from Willie. Fifty dollars? That's not enough. That's not even a full tank. Make it enough. At <laughs> least <laughs> let it go all the way until they click. You know, Woo. don't stop it at fifty. Yeah, no, fifty. Fifty dollars is what you're gonna get. I'm glad I got a small tank. That is Let me tell you something. It has been hard. <laughs> it has been hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about Florida as being trash, uh, and it yeah. is a trash state. However, these people right here are the real <laughs> MVPs. I don't know how long they got away with it. I wish I could have did it with a mask over my license plate and my face <laughs> and my VIN number. But uh, they have been busted for lowering gas prices through some type of device <laughs> for pennies. Yes. And none of them were black. No, none of them were black. We were not in on the deal. Yes, so seven men were arrested for this scam down there in the good state of Florida. And what they were using is called a poster device. And what they were using, they were using the device um, and they were using counterfeit credit cards. Um, and they got over 2,800 gallons of fuel before they got caught. Mm -hmm. And the way that they did this, they were all driving pickup trucks. But what they had attached to it is called a gasoline bladder. 
and it holds up to 300 gallons of gas. Oh, wow. <laughs> in this whole entrapment uh, thing. So unfortunately, it kind of seems like two people got caught first and then they start telling. That's why they say do shit by yourself. But that's how, unfortunately, everybody got caught all at once. But yeah, they had a good run. I mean, gas was, I guess, way too high for them in their pickup truck. So they said they had to find another way. All right. Well, yeah. that, that's good stuff. They must be rushing. Um, uh, no, I think everybody, uh, per their names, uh, seem Latin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Fun while it lasts, and hopefully they store some somewhere with nobody to find <laughs> after they get out of jail. Can, I you, can, jail. You store, can you store gas in the freezer? I'm not for sure. I don't understand. Well, they, they get it from somewhere. It's probably stored in the ground or something. Did they, are they in jail? Are they in yeah. jail right now? Everybody's in jail, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in jail. <laughs> well, well, they ain't going nowhere. Your car's parked. That's true. No gas prices. Why you Look, I know one thing though. If I was a cousin, a family member, I would definitely be like, yo, where is the truck? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the truck? I look after it. Where's the truck? <laughs> That's good stuff. Kim, so glad that we can make this happen today via StreamYard. Yes. And, uh, it's been fun. It's definitely different. It uh, is very the different. The quality of the video um, is very good. And it is. Share the screen, and uh, I, 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 I've kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. It's not the same, but I know, know. it was, uh, it was different, but you know, new things, cause yeah. uh, you know, new things on the horizon. Yeah. So, got, got to get in line, got to do it. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast and the audio is a little different, uh, it's just a little different. Just turn the volume up a little bit. You'll be okay. <laughs> we'll have that fixed soon. And when thank you, you so about much for waiting on us. You said what? I said, um, they said I told I said we'll have that fixed soon. And thank you so much for waiting on us. Yes. A little late tonight, a little late. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you like and love and share and subscribe to Unapologetic on all social media outlets and all podcast outlets. And go on YouTube and hit subscribe too. We got some new stuff on YouTube with uh Luke and uh Glenda and Emily. Glenda Baker and Emily Hooper, and uh, we're going to be doing some more stuff with YouTube. I don't know if this is going to be on YouTube, too. But, um, yeah, trial run here. We'll be better the next time. Kim, when are you coming back to Chicago? Ooh, you know, I don't know. Y'all gas prices too high up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are closer to the oil rigs and gas rigs down in the south. So. This is factual. Very uh, much so. Gas prices are a little cheaper down there. You be safe. God bless. Thank you all for watching and listening. And we will be back on next week sometime. We got some special stuff coming up. Oh, that's true. So next week. Next week. All right, Kim, we out. All right.